Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. One of our listeners writes in today and they have a great question. What is the altar in Christianity? What does it mean and what is the history behind it? An altar is a structure upon which offerings such as sacrifices are made for religious purposes. The altar was a religious platform. It was a raised platform with a flat surface. In the scripture, there are over 400 references to altars. We, we cannot possibly look at all of them. The word altar is first used in Genesis 8.20 when Noah built an altar after leaving the ark. The idea of an altar is present in Genesis 4, 3-4, where Cain and Abel brought their sacrifice to the Lord, which was done mostly on, most likely on some form of altar. An altar also represents a place of consecration to the Lord. Before the time of Moses, when the Lord gave the law to Moses, men made altars of available materials. Such an altar was, was built to commemorate an encounter with the Lord and even to signify the event between the Lord and man at that time. Examples of this include the following, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, and Gideon. Now, all these men built altars and worshiped the Lord at them. An altar represents a genuine desire of the person to give themselves wholly to the Lord because of his work in them to memorialize that work. And during the time of Israel's rebellion and idolatry, altars began to to fall into disrepair. Elijah, confronting the prophets of Bilal on Mount Carmel, said, it repaired the altar of the Lord, which has torn down, 1 Kings 18.30. Elijah symbolized the unity of God's people in the construction of altars. And so it was here on this rebuilt altar that the Lord rained down fire and put the Bilal worshippers to shame. So the Lord sometimes commanded altars to be built after he delivered someone amazingly, like in Exodus 30, verse 1 and Deuteronomy 27, 4-7. Of significance of this altar, uh, it helps shape first future generations to remember the Lord God. Since atonement is the work of God, the law specified an altar uh, be made of stones that, that must be made with natural uncut stones, as Exodus 20 verse 5 says. While the instructions given by the Lord at the tabernacle, he gave instructions for the kind of altar the courtyard should contain in Exodus 27, 1 through 8. On this altar, the people of God made sacrifices that the Lord God accepted as atonement for sin. The altar was to have four horn-like projections, with one at each corner, and to be large enough to hold bulls, sheep, and goats to be used for sacrifices. When Solomon built the altar, it was made of pure gold, we're told in 1 Kings 7.48. And an altar, in the broadest sense of the term, is a designed place where someone consecrates themselves to something or to someone. Churches have altars for prayer, for communion, for weddings, and other purposes. Some Christians even use their altars for personal worship as a reminder of Romans 12.1. From the earliest days of the Christian church, Christians have had to face those who wanted to impose requirements of the law on Christianity. Paul had to deal with this problem in Galatia with Judaizers who wanted to impose circumcision on Gentile converts. The main problem with this idea is, is that legalistic demands add nothing to the gospel of the Lord Jesus, but, but take away the freedom that Christ has won in his death and resurrection. By adding to the gospel, the Judaizers denied the gospel, Galatians 1.8 says. 
On the Day of Atonement, the high priest would offer sacrifices for the sins of the people. Even so, the animal sacrifices offered on the Day of Atonement, they could not affect the cleansing of the conscience, for there were times when the meat could not be enjoyed, even though it did not benefit those who ate it. So when Christians feed from the altar of Jesus Christ, they are supplied with grace and strength to persevere in the Christian life. When we feed at the altar of Christ, we are supplied with the grace and strength that we need to persevere in the race of faith. By his word and by his presence, he guarantees and completes our salvation. Day life in the ancient world was very dangerous. It was very far from the clean civilization we have today. During this time, people lived close to animals, and the smell of living close to them could not be escaped away or dealt away with. In such a culture, incenses were burned in the king's presence to mask the odors of the livestock and to pay tribute to his position. Incense was also burned before the Lord in the tabernacle in, the, in Israel, which was the earthly throne room under the Old Covenant. Exodus 30, 1-10 describes this altar of incense as one place that was placed alongside the table of showbread in the holy place outside of the most holy place. So, so the table of showbread in the lampstand uh, was along the altar of incense. It was, it was made of gold and, and Achaia wood. This area of the temple was outfitted with poles that could be translated like the table. While the, while the lampstand and the table illustrate God's work to provide the people of God, to provide light, bread, and other necessities, the incense altar represented the work the Israelites offered the Lord in the work of prayer. The scripture often likens incense to the prayers of the people of God. Such an explanation makes sense when we consider what happens at the altar of incense and how fine spices were mixed together and left to smolder on the day, altar, and night. And, and we see that the smoke from the incense symbolized then what was offered there up to the Lord as our prayers go up to the Lord. By being outside the veil, the high priest would, would see the smoke penetrate the curtain of the Holy of Holies, though he couldn't pass through the curtain at this time. You see, the incense altar re reminded the people of Israel to pray, and it assured them that their prayers were a sweet offering to the Lord. But with that said, the prayers themselves did not have intrinsic sweetness because they are greater or lesser than other prayers. Atonement had to be offered at the altar once a year, and only because atonement was offered were prayers acceptable. So the altar of incense was a place purified by the sprinkling of blood, and so the people of God's prayers might have their prayers accepted through sacrifice. And today the death of Jesus in the place of sinners and for their sin ensures the Lord hears our prayers today. And the crucial details surrounding the altar of incense and the proper worship of the Lord in the temple, it shows the seriousness the Lord takes worship. All this shows us that the Lord rejects worship and those prayers that do not approach him in faith in Christ. Worship that is pleasing to the Lord is worship that is centered on the preached word of God and that points people to Jesus from the word of God. As Christians, we are to zealously protect the purity of worship and prayer and to offer pleasing worship only according to the word as the Lord commands. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.